0: What's up guys? Welcome back to Savage Rounds. This is season two, episode two. Today you just got me. Uh both the other boys had work today, so I'm just gonna do a quick predictions episode. Um I probably won't even go over last week's uh card, Hermanson Strickland. Everything kinda went how we predicted. Not exactly, but for the most part. Uh we'll talk a little bit more about it next week when we got everybody back. But for today I just wanted to talk about the big card. Uh, We got Israel versus uh, Whittaker 2 at uh, UFC 271 over in Houston. Just to kick it off, um, I'll give you my predictions. Aaron sent in a few predictions that I'll read out to you guys. And then I'm going to give you uh, a few locks for betting that I'm going to put in. And uh, I've got a parlay from Aaron, and I'll give you one as well. To kick it off... We've got William Knight versus Maxim Grisham. This was supposed to be a light heavyweight bout. William Knight was over by 12 pounds. I don't know what that means for him, if he had a tough weight cut or if this was on purpose. Um, I'm gonna predict this like it's on purpose. I like William Knight in this fight. I think he's got really heavy hands. Max Grisham could definitely get caught. Uh, but I do believe William Knight's wrestling could be a big factor here too, um, He's really heavy on top. He's had a few fights where he's been able to prove that. Um, I'm going to go with William Knight there. Aaron also took William Knight. I don't have any predictions from Doby, unfortunately. Moving up, we have Jeremiah Wells and Blood Diamond. This is going to be Blood Diamond's first UFC fight. Um, traditional kickboxer. He's got a super awkward... Uh, I don't want to say goofy, but... Un, unnatural style he, he throws a lot of stuff you don't see coming and then Jeremiah Wells got heavy hands could definitely knock people out but he's he's gonna be looking for the takedowns in this fight he doesn't want to stand with blood diamond here um Jeremiah Wells is a pretty big favorite at minus 220 but I think blood diamonds gonna be able to get it done with the awkward effective striking he has I bet I'm gonna go with a first-round knockout here um, that's a big underdog pick there if you can uh you can side with me on that one next up moving up we've got a bantamweight bout between douglas silva deandraj and sergey morozov this is an interesting one we've got a really really heavy-handed muay thai bantamweight in douglas and sergey is a super fast volume um wrestler kind of guy he's he's gonna look for the takedowns he's got He's, you know, let me see what his, his finishing rate is. He's got 8 TKOs, 3 submissions. He's definitely going to be looking for the takedown in this fight. Um, I think if he can get the takedowns and tire out Andrade later in the rounds, he'll be able to effectively use his striking, but the takedowns are going to be important for him here. Um, Douglas could definitely clip him. He's really heavy-handed for this weight. But I'm going to take Sergey on this one. I think he'll be able to get the takedowns. And uh, I think the relentlessness of his takedowns will be what gets it done. Moving up, we've got a pick'em fight here in middleweight. Uh, Jacob Malkoon, A.J. Dobson. Malkoon is 1-1 one one in the UFC. A.J. Dobson is fresh off a contender series win. I don't know too much about Dobson, to be completely honest with you let me see he's got three tkos two subs never been finished hasn't fought in a huge promotion i do remember his contender series when he did get his submission um i think if he goes in looking to wrestle i think he'll be able to take malcoon down um maybe find the submission maybe not malcoon is definitely going to be looking to box that's That's what he likes to do. Um, He did, however, do really good in his last fight, holding down. I think he fought Razak Hassan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Abdul Razak Al Hassan. It was a lot of control time there, if I remember correctly. Uh, But I do think the bigger guy in Dobson will be able to uh, effectively use his size and keep uh, Malkoon down. I'm going to take Dobson in that one. Probably by decision, maybe he can get a, a submission finish there last fight on the early prelims we've got Mana Martinez and Ronnie Lawrence this is an interesting one uh, Mana has really really slick hands his his boxing is great um, he throws good kicks Ronnie Lawrence is another one of those kind of relentless wrestlers he's got some hands he's not not an elite striker it's not really what he's looking to do uh, I do believe. Ooh, this is a tough one. See, I want to say Mana, because I like watching him fight. I think he's in a really exciting fighter. But if Ronnie's able to get these takedowns and keep him down, it could be a tough night for him. I think, I th- I wanna go, I think I'm going to go Mana Martinez. I think he's going to be able to stuff some takedowns here. He is the bigger guy um, in terms of height. He's got the reach advantage. I, th- I think he's going to be able to keep those takedowns off and, uh, and get... Getting a, a big advantage in the striking. I'm uh, gonna, I'm gonna say, say Mana gets the finish in round two or three. Stay away from that one on betting, though. I have no, not not confident in that one. To be completely honest with you. Next up, moving up to the first fight on the early prelims. No, these aren't the early prelims; the regular prelims. We have Carlos Olberg, Fabio Charant. This is, in my opinion, a make or break fight for these guys uh, Fabio, I believe he's 0 2, 0 3 in the UFC. 0 2 in the UFC. He got subbed by Menafield, knocked out by William Knight. And Olberg is 0 1, got a contender series win. And then uh, he got knocked out by Kennedy in Zach I thought Olberg looked good up in that fight up until he gassed out. He was throwing with a lot of volume. He almost finished the fight early in the first round with a big knockout. Kennedy was able to rebound and use how tired Olberg was to his advantage. Um, this is a fight, however, it's not even on the feet. Fabio Charant's a decent counter-striker, but it's it's nothing to match what Olberg has. I think Fabio Charant's gonna go in and look for takedowns, and if he can get it done, I think that could be a tough night for Olberg. Um, he, he does get tired pretty quickly, and if, if Fabio can keep him down there, trying to get up off of the ground with that heavy of a guy on top of you will be extremely tiring. I do, however, think Olberg's going to be able to clip him early and finish him. I don't trust Charant's chin, and Olberg early, especially in, in the first round, is super dangerous. His volume is crazy for a light heavyweight, and he's got ridiculous knockout power. He's the bigger guy by three inches, uh 6'4 to 6'1. I am gonna take uh Olberg in this one. I'm gonna say a first-round knockout. I think he's able to get it done there. Moving up, we've got a really exciting fight here in my opinion in the Bantamweight division. Kyler the Matrix Phillips and Marcelo Rojo. Um This is an interesting one. Kyler's a bit more of a slower fighter. Um he picks his shots really well, he's really calculated and cerebral. He's got really, really good wrestling as well. Um, its I wouldn't say it's usually his go-to, he he likes to strike. But I think the wrestling is going to play a big part in this fight. Um, Marcelo Rojo is a really, really exciting striker. Uh, outside the UFC, I believe he fought at Combate, let me double check on that for you. Yeah, he, he had a bunch of fights in um, Combate Americas really exciting there got finished finished some people um in his first UFC fight against Charles Jourdain that was a crazy fight uh Jourdain was able to keep the pressure on and kind of just out damage which I guess is the point of fighting but uh he was able to to keep the pressure on and Marcelo couldn't keep the pace up he, he was getting popped left and right. He dishes out a lot of damage, but he also takes a lot of damage, which could totally be detrimental to his UFC career. Um, there's a lot of very talented fighters here that could uh, could really cause him to have some trouble. Um, an exciting fight nonetheless, but I think the amount of damage Marcelo Rojo takes is going to be a problem. Uh, maybe not in this particular fight, but I do... I do think that could be a problem for his UFC career. Um, I think Kyler is going to test the waters, striking with him. Um, but Marcelo, like I said, he's fast. He throws a lot. Uh, he, he hits pretty hard for a bantamweight. I think Kyler's going to use a lot of wrestling to get this fight done. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Kyler on this one. I think, like I said, I think the wrestling is going to be the key here. Next up, second to last prelim. We got... The up-and-comer Casey O'Neill versus the 25 and 20 Roxanne Modiferi. This is her last UFC fight. Um, a fan favorite. We all love her. She's hard to hate. Um, but this is going to be this is this was a tough send-off fight. If I'm being completely honest, Casey is a really hot prospect. Her wrestling and ground control is incredible. I wouldn't say she has the best striking, but I don't know if sh- this is a fight where she'll need it. Um, I think she's going to be able to take Roxanne down and hold her down, use the ground and pound, maybe find a late submission, um, probably get it done with a ground and pound if I'm being completely honest. I don't think this one goes the distance. It totally could, but I, I don't think it will. Um, I think Casey will get the ground and pound finish maybe somewhere in the end of the first to the second round. It's It's, it's a tough off fight for Roxanne, but, um, yeah, Casey O'Neill to get it done. Last fight on the prelims for you, we have Andre Arlovsky, Jared Vandera. Um, This is a weird fight. Jared is huge, and somehow Andre looked bigger, even though their heights are listed the opposite way around. Um, Jared's a weird one for me. He's got super heavy hands. His kicks are great, but I think the volume... Arlovsky is going to throw at here could be a problem Arlovsky doesn't get tired too easily he showed that in his last fight when he fought Felipe he kept the pressure on Um, Felipe did have some good moments in that fight but overall uh, Arlovsky did his thing in that one Um, I kind of see this one going the same way if Vandera can clip him he can totally get it done I don't think that's the way it's going to go. I think the volume of Andre is going to take this the distance. Um, maybe he can get a finish, but I I, th- I think it'll go the distance with uh, Arlovsky getting the dub there. This is where everything kind of gets real interesting. We've got the main card here to kick it off. We've got a lightweight bout with Bobby Green and Nazrat Hapcrest. Hapcrest? Hapcrest. Uh I like Bobby Green in this one. I think ha- uh, Hakperast has the ability to be a really good prospect in the UFC, but he's been a prospect for a while now it feels like. He's got really heavy hands, the left hand is crazy from him, it's a sniper, um, but it feels like every time he gets that bigger, bigger test, that bigger step up, he kind of folds, and it always seems to be, well I guess not always, but he did get knocked out by Drew Dober, won two fights, and then Hooker pieced him up was popping him um the volume seems to be an issue for him i don't i don't think this is a good fight for him hack press likes to look for that big shot um i really do think the volume of bobby green is going to be an issue here uh he he doesn't have the heaviest hands bobby green but like i said the volume he throws adds up and i think he'll be able to get the finish of this one um moving on up we've got alexander the great hernandez and renato moicano this is a really fun fight um i like i like the length of moicano in this one um he's obviously not an elite striker but his striking is definitely above average and he's elite on the ground um hernandez he's kind of feels like in that same kind of realm as Hack Hak, um feels like he's been a prospect for a while now and then when he gets that big shot it doesn't work also got knocked out by Drew Dober um got a win against Grutzmacher lost to Thiago Moises knocked out Breeden it's kind of what you expect there he should win against Breeden and Grutzmacher and he does and the bigger test in Dober and Moises he can't get it done I do think um Moicano is going to be able to use his length to his advantage here, um, keep him on the outside, then I think late he'll be able to get the takedowns and get the sub. Um, I do, however, it is 100% possible that Hernandez can get a knockout here. He's got really slick boxing and his hands are heavy. He's a big, uh, not not big in height-wise, but he's, he's a big guy. Um... I am going to go with Moikano to get the win here. Um, Moving on up, we got the three big fights here. Jared Cannoneer, Derek Brunson. This was an interesting one. I went back and forth all week. Most of this week, I had Derek Brunson. I thought the awkwardness of his striking would be able to um, lead into takedowns. The more I've listened to people talk about it and gone back and watched some... uh, some of each of their fights I think Cannoneer's takedown defense is good enough to be able to stuff a few and obviously he's got ridiculously heavy hands Um, I think he'll be able to get the knockout in this one I don't trust Brunson's chin especially against a guy with Cannoneer's power Um, I do like Cannoneer to stuff some takedowns and get the knockout in this one Um, I don't think it'll be a very long fight we could be looking end of the first round to the second um, beginning of the second if Brunson is able to get takedowns, though, this one goes the distance and he'll be able to get the win there. If he's able to tire Cannoneer out early. If, if he can if he can notch an early takedown, I think it could be a long night for Cannoneer. But I do think he'll be able to stuff those. Um, so I've got Cannoneer in that one. Moving on to the co This was another one I was back and forth all week. Most of the time I had Derek Lewis here. Um, just based on the fact that this is a big moment for Ty. Um... Obviously, Derek Lewis is that guy. He's one of those guys in the heavyweight division. He's been around forever. He's fought for titles. Um, he's beat Francis Ngannou in one of the most boring fights ever. Um, the pressure got to him in Houston against Cyril. He said that. It was the same day he got released from from jail, and he said that was a, a big uh, a big day for him, and the pressure got to him there. I don't think it'll be pressure that gets to him here. I, I'm, I'm going to side with Tai Tuivasa on this one. I think Ty he gets he gets credited as a brawler a lot and although he turns into a brawler on occasions, we saw it in that Greg Hardy fight he got rocked and just started swinging and got the knockout. I think his striking is way more technical than people give him credit for. He uses leg kicks very well. Um, his range is pretty good, his range control uh, he faints a lot. We saw it in the Augusto Sakai fight. He fainted. Uh, augusto back into the to the fence where he was able to unload those combinations he uses um, boxing to the body very well too to, to open up head shots that's how he got that knockout versus uh augusto he went to the body it opened up the head and uh I don't I don't know if he'll be able to get it you know maybe he will be able to get a finish i don't I don't know I don't like Derek Lewis going late into fights obviously he always has the off switch um, button. His his power is incredible. Um, but I do think leg kicks and, and body work is going to get this one done for Ty if he can avoid the huge right overhand. Um, I think I think this is an interesting fight. I would stay away from this one on betting, personally. I know a lot of people are going to bet Derek Lewis here, and it's, it's a good shout. But I do think Ty is going to be able to get it done with leg kicks and body work, um, which could possibly open up a knockout. Or it could kind of be the same thing that happened in that Cyril gone fight, where it's, it's just a lot. He's he's getting hit from everywhere, and he just goes down that way. Um, but I do think I do think Ty's going to be able to get that one done, and that's a big prediction. I I really hope he can. It would be really interesting for the heavyweight division. He's an exciting guy to watch. Moving on up, we got the most important fight of the night: Israel Adesanya, Robert Whittaker two. I don't think this fight. Looks like how the first one did. I think Rob is going to slow down a bit more. Not do that blitz thing where he's he's rushing in, throwing overhands and hooks, trying to get the knockout. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit more calculated, slow. Um, that combo I really like from him is when he he pops up the one two and then follows with that that same side um that same side uh, head kick. It it's disguised really well. It's hard to see. Um, for Rob to win, I think he'll he'll need to be able to get some takedowns. I think Israel's a step ahead of everybody in the striking game, in my opinion. Um, his counter striking, Barnon it's amazing. Uh, I think I think that's what's going to be the problem here is the striking. I don't well obviously, but um I don't think Rob's going to be able to get the takedowns. Israel some of the best takedown defense in the UFC. Obviously against uh Blockovich, that's that's a hard. That's a hard task. Um, he's a big guy, a lot bigger than Israel, and obviously so I wasn't going to be able to get it done there. The takedowns Rob will be able to get, though, are when Israel's looking for that counter. Um, it kind of how Yan did it. That That was, I won't say the key, because obviously a lot of people have tried to take him down and it hasn't worked. But if you can get the takedown in that situation, when you make Israel do that lean back thing where he's he's moving out of the range of strikes backwards instead of slipping, um, just leaning back. I think if he can use that to get takedowns, that could be really effective. I just, I don't know if Rob's able to to keep him down in that situation. Um, Israel's a big guy, lanky, really smart. It's not like he hasn't been also working wrestling in jiu-jitsu, um, but that, that right there, that's the key for Whitaker to um to get this done. I, I don't think it's going to happen, though. I I've, I've, do have Israel by another finish here. Third or fourth round, I think the counter-striking is what's going to get it done. Rob could totally end up getting impatient and trying to go for that big knockout in late rounds where Israel can get that. Kind of that same thing as the lean back to, to dodge the strikes instead of slipping and then come with that hook. Same thing he caught Rob with the first fight. Um, Caught Paulo with it. I think, um, I think Israel's counter-striking is definitely going to be able to get it done. Let me go through and give you some Aaron's picks. He had Casey O'Neal, like I told you. He's got Andre Alofsky, Carlos Olberg, Blood Diamond, William Knight. He's got Israel, Derek Lewis, um, as opposed to my Taito Ivasa pick. He's got Kananir as well. He's got Alex Hernandez instead of Moicano. And Bobby Green um, The parlay he wanted me to give you guys Was he's calling it the city kickboxing parlay We've got Israel Adesanya We've got Carlos Oberg And we've also got Blood Diamond Let's see Blood Diamond is a plus 180 We've got Oberg at a minus 260 And Israel at a minus 280 Let me tell you guys what that would cash for In a parlay Ch-ch-ch Alberg and Israel. That's looking like Plus four sixty-two, so you put a hundred down, you get four sixty-seven there. I don't think that's a bad one at all. Um The the outlier in that one for me is obviously Blood Diamond. I think um the wrestling from Jeremiah Wells could be tough, but I do think that's a solid parlay, as I also picked Blood Diamond to get that fight done. Um The parlay I like here is I'm gonna say under one and a half rounds for Taituivasa Derek Lewis. Um, I really like Bobby Green, and then here, let's see. So we got under Bobby Green, and then I'm I'm gonna go. Let's take what would make this a good parlay. I think I'm going to go Cannoneer in that one. So we've got in that one Bobby Green, Jared Cannoneer, and the under one and a half rounds for the Derek lewis to fight. That's a plus 334, so put 100 down, win 334 back. Um, if you are not looking to put in a parlay there, I really, really like um, Blood Diamond as a solo bet is a good one at plus 205. That's a risky one, like I said, but I also think it will pay off. Um, Manna Martinez as an underdog could be a good one to cash, plus 240. Um, And then a sneaky one, I don't like it, but I know a lot of people do. That Marcelo Rojo, he's plus 325. That's good value. Um, If he can get that pressure and Kyler Phillips folds and the wrestling isn't working, I think that could be a a good pick, but I, I, however, (laughs) will not be taking that one um yeah like i said this was just a quick episode to check in get some picks out for you guys i don't know what that is um get some picks out for you guys and we'll be back with a full episode next week um go play some bets hopefully you guys win them peace out thank you guys